Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Anyway, Tom Petro has been patiently waiting on the line for us. Sorry, so Tom. Just to get, we've got Tom on not so much to talk specifically about his players, but more to give us a, a, a broader understanding of uh, of what it is like from a, an agent and from a player point of view in this landscape, which is ever changing. Tom, thanks for your time. Thanks, Otto. How are you going, guys? We're going well. Uh, are we? We've a lot of the free agents have re-signed. A, a few obviously have given an indication that they're leaving and, and where they're going, but. What seems to have changed significantly in the past uh, 24 months in particular is that players that are in contract now are being targeted and it seems successfully. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think there's a couple of things. Let's not forget that, um, just on sort of a year and a half, two years ago, we got a 20% uplift in the salary cap. So some clubs worked really hard to, um, to create some space, which is happening now, leading into, leading into 2019 and beyond. And some other clubs probably didn't manage the uplift in the cap as well as they could. So they're looking to trade a couple of players out. Um, we all blame free agency for, for movement. It's, it's not free agency's fault because, as you just said, there's probably one or two free agents left that are unsigned at the moment. The reality is I think clubs now look at it uh, far more objectively and say, well, if we can trade player X out and bring in player Y um, and we get a 2% increase or a 5% increase in output. And I noticed what you said before, Kingy, about playing those kids at Geelong. Um, If you can make those small changes and people play some different roles and you bring in someone for need, um, then the the appetite to move players around is is far stronger. So we're, we're all just, I guess we're evolving and we're all, we're all probably having conversations and, I don't know, probably when I started 20 years ago, one of the more horrific moments was when Essendon traded out Plumfield and um, Carousella and those guys, Heffernan in that, and then everyone was like, oh, what are they doing? They're, you know, they're ruining their club. But but now I think clubs are looking at it and saying, well, if we can bring a guy in and, and we get some in, you know, we're all a chance to be in the window. Um, if we can bring players in and it makes us better, let's let's look at it. And what's the player's motivation now? How would you balance that up and how that's changed, Tom, from the straight out, I want success, I want, oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to be loyal to the club that gave me an opportunity versus the hard cash? I still don't think they're driven. I don't think the, the driver is cash. And uh, all the players I've managed over the journey, I reckon I could count five to ten that were predominantly cash-driven. Um but I think that players look at it as well and say, well, um, if the club's open to me moving and I can go somewhere else and get a fresh start or I can go and play in a different role or I can get more midfield time or, you know, I, I want to be the key back one out or I want to be the key forward um, or, you know, Clarko sells me a vision that he's going to play me in a different role and make me a better player. 
I think there's a heap of factors that players look at. So how far out is this going on in a season, particularly with players that are contracted? So yeah, how and how do you get an inkling that this is maybe one of your key players is being targeted? I reckon that once we get through the national draft and we roll into December, we start catching up with list managers as to what they're planning for next year. And I've had, I'm having conversations now, um, probably more so the early conversations are about the free agents to try and get at the front of the queue. Um, and then, yeah, I reckon we start planning around this stuff December. When do they make a decision, Tom, logically? I mean, we hear that they, and clearly the players can't tell us at a point in the season they have to wait for the right time. When the season's over, they give the club an idea and we don't officially know it'll down the path. But when do they realistically make a decision? It's all dependent on the player and their circumstance. Um, I think that, I think the earliest decisions come back half of the season in their mind. They might not tell the club where they're going or what they're doing, but I reckon that they start to get their head around it, you know, June, July, August. But there's guys now that are being talked about that are either uncontracted or open to trade and they haven't made a decision. So I think the early decisions probably, say, July... Um, and then and now now is sort of as the season finishes and they take time because it's difficult to you know make a decision so right I'm going to go and play for Collingwood next year and I'm I'm now at Essendon um, players want to concentrate on what they're doing it's hard enough to get a kick you don't really want too much of that stuff and and that's where you admire the guys that that run the course as a free agent and cop all the speculation through the year. Like, you've you got to look at Gaffey and say, well, God, he had a great year considering he had a massive decision to make on his, um, at his end. Is there more going on, Tom, than most people would recognise and imagine? Oh, uh, you guys are a day behind us, two days behind us. So um, there's lots more conversations, um, but, but most of it surfaces pretty quickly. Um, and and the other thing too is you guys are astute in the media, you know, and you know you know the game well, and um, you you see things come before you know before they probably happen or the suggestions, and then sometimes that might create pressure on clubs to to look at things and. Um, so, so the media plays a role. We're, we're not used to people saying those words, by the yeah, way, well, Tom. But... That'll light up the SMS machine, that one. <laughs> um, so, so the media can play a role in, in all of this indirectly, Tom? Yeah, I think it can because because sometimes the conversations that you have might be between the agent and the club and, and the player might know. Um, and... Um, sometimes the coach may not be aware because it's initial stages or it may be that um, the club that the player wants to go to has a fair idea, the player has appetite, but the club he's at don't know yet. And if if stories break prior to people being honest or um, being transparent, the that can sometimes set it down a different path and people can react. And it's it's an emotional period, you know. You 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 for for one of a better example, you you're creating divorces and separations, and you know um, all the time. 
So you, you, the media does play a role, definitely. So it'll be emotional if the Kangas get Gaff, Pollock, Hall and Taron Thomas, I can tell you that, hello. But <laughs> last year, Tom, I think we had about 20 players uh, traded and moved clubs. How many would you expect this year? Uh, how long is a piece of string, Kenny? Um, is it, is, I'm hearing that it could be up to sort of double that. It could be 40, could be more. Well, I read an article during the week in the Herald Sun that said that there was 32 or 33 players talked about. And I looked at that and I saw it like, I, clearly we don't manage all of those guys, but I probably looked at that and went, yeah, 20, 25 of them get done. And then I looked at it and went, well, there's probably, there's probably another four or five that I know of that aren't in this article that are probably a good chance to see things happen. So, um, I think you said earlier it was 20 that moved last year. I'd assume a lot more than 20. Is it 30? Is it 40? It's hard to tell. Because then also, too, that um, you talk about the Kangas being into gaff, right? Um, so they've got the money for gaff, and then they miss out on gaff. Gaff stays, for argument's sake, and they still have the money. Do they jump into shield? Do they, do they, look, at, um, do they look at another player? There's... there's Things can change course pretty quickly. Most clubs are pretty calculated, um, but but also there's probably... I, I still firmly believe, and I don't think we're sitting on anything, but I still firmly believe there's one or two more to come. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. another big fish to, to fall. There's, there's four or five you said that, you, that people we're not aware of. What are those ones, Tommy? <laughs> Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm probably, I'm probably not in a position to tell you that now. But looking at, and when I say not aware of, they weren't listed in the article. They've probably been talked about, um, you know, in in different articles or um, on different radio stations or whatever. But I looked at the 30 and went, oh, I reckon there's still a couple that, you know, and I can't remember off the top of my head now. But of course you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Go, you. Hey T- Tom, I just we talked about the role of the media. How how difficult is it from from your perspective dealing with players and clubs and being in the middle when the rumours and the kite flying starts? Is that is that difficult to manage at times? Yeah, that, that's really hard because because players are human beings and and when people are, are negative about them looking to move and uh, I never forget when um, Jared Brennan moved from. Uh, Brisbane to the Gold Coast, day two of trade period, he rang me and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, well, he goes, I'm reading, I'm reading all these articles and all the Brisbane supporters are potting me and why, you know, they've been good to me and maybe I shouldn't leave. And I went, mate, you've just, sometimes guys are, are some guys are really good at shutting off from it. Um, the other thing too is every now and then, because it's an emotional period, um, Agents, players, clubs get stuck on of it. But who's put that out there, you know? And who's used the media to help them? And, and it's sort of... Uh, my theory is, that don't worry about who's put, put what out there. Are we still got appetite to do this? And if we do, let's continue to do it. We've got enough things to worry about, enough things to work through. Don't, don't concern yourself about what you're reading. You know, keep, continue doing your job, basically. Tom, do you think that if we had a mid-year trade window for a week through the, through the buy round that it would have as much movement, call, call it 10 to 15 players. Would we have 10 to 15 players change clubs at the midpoint of the season? I don't know about 10 to 15. I, I reckon if we had a mid-season trade, it would be around need. Um, 
And my concern with mid-season trade is um, the the wins and losses at round 11 or round 12, whenever we do it, um, does it make the rich get richer and the poor get poorer? Because the player sort of says, oh, you know what? Um, Sydney are a chance to win it. I didn't think they were. I'm on 350 grand and they've got 300 space in their cap. I'll go for 300. I'll come back 50 because... I might be a chance to win one. Um, I don't think we'd see heaps of movement, but, uh, you know, we just talked about it. Then We had 20 move last year. We might have 30 or 40 this year. I think we're just evolving. We're just, we keep maturing as, a, as an industry and, and movement's nowhere near what it was 20 years ago. Do you think it's good for footy, Tom? Um, it's good for most sports around the world are we as Australians are we too loyal and uh, are we not used to it Um, I think it can be good in the case of guys getting better opportunities I think it can be bad in the pressure that it puts on people and sometimes the ridiculous figures that get bandied around um, I think it's good for the game because it creates interest all year round Um, but yeah I think that's a that's a longer discussion, Jared. Yeah. Well, we, we, we said we were surprised at uh, getting some love from the media from you, Tom. You've actually got quite a bit of love off the SMS for a, a player agent that actually speaks sense and doesn't speak BS. So yeah, he's a star. You're obviously doing something wrong, Tom. <laughs> Thank, thanks for joining us. It obviously is going to be a busy time. We appreciate your insights uh, into what is, as you said, a, a fascinating element of, uh, of our industry and only getting bigger. But thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.